0: I'm <laughs> not
1: listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates
0: i'm sarah golseth
1: thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour you can find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live
0: uncommon
1: we're going international today we have students in studio with us today and we get to talk with one of our missionaries in the field that's right we're talking with aaron mckenzie missionary serving the lord in latin america and the caribbean based in the dominican republic aaron welcome back to the coffee hour
2: Thanks. It's good to be here
1: again. We know that it's a busy time for you. You have another group serving right now. We're going to be talking about one of the groups you served with that served with you recently as well. So thanks for squeezing in some time for us today. This is probably like your your lunch break and your <laughs> sacrifice and you spend some time with us. We much appreciate it. Or it might even be siesta. Do you Gotta still get, help you with get VBS Later. VBS. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, we appreciate your time, <laughs> and we have students and faculty with us from lutheran high school south here in st louis joining us today we have savannah butterfield savannah welcome thank you and we have aiden toner from lutheran high south Aiden, welcome thank you and we also have with us dr jonathan butterfield he's head of school at lutheran high school south here in st louis Mm -hmm. dr butterfield welcome back thank you well we are excited to learn about the experience that you all had serving in the dominican republic but before we get to that savannah tell us a little bit about your experience as a student at lutheran high south what year are you
3: I'm gonna be a senior this year at Lutheran South, and I, well, I'm in Spanish four, which was the trip that we got to go on because of it. So we got to go to the Dominican Republic with our Spanish teachers, and my dad got to go with me, which was really interesting and <laughs> well, yeah. for me along. interesting. I like yeah. that's the word. Yeah, <laughs> so that was always fun because the principal happens to be my dad, so. He just happened to be on the
1: trip. So. so you came along as principal or as your parent chaperone?
3: I guess sometimes it was a little <laughs> bit of both.
1: So. <laughs> yeah.
4: Aiden, you're a senior as well? Yeah, I'm a senior now. I just finished Spanish for—I was, I transferred my sophomore year to South. And on this trip, I actually like became friends with everyone on the trip, and it was so fun. Now, Dr.
1: Butterfield, what year of Spanish are you
4: in?
5: <laughs> you know, I took six years, actually, in my education, so it's been a minute, but— I got, this, I got to bring it back. Was it
1: helpful on this trip?
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. So
1: tell yeah. us, where did the idea for this trip to the Dominican Republic begin?
5: You know, we have two Spanish teachers at South, one of them, Joanna Westcote, and her husband's a seminarian. And they visited the Dominican earlier this year. And she sort of had this vision that, you know, could we actually bring a, a group of kids down there? And, you know, knowing Aaron a little bit, and 05 grad, right, Aaron, of Lutheran High School South herself. There's a neat connection there.
0: What did you guys know about the Dominican Republic before you went down there, Savannah?
3: Well, that's actually funny because <laughs> I knew nothing at first, but then for our final project in Spanish 3 at the time, we got we got in groups and we got to pick a country to kind of like dive into and learn about their culture a little bit more. And my group, another girl, Cece, she happened to be on the trip too, and we had two other people in the group and we chose to learn about the Dominican Republic. And so I got to learn a lot of things and about the culture which was very valuable before I actually got a step foot there. What about you Aiden? Aiden?
4: All I heard was that it was a good vacation spot. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: All right. What about you and, Dr. Butterfield? Uh,
5: you know I didn't. I had to look it up on a map to be sure I knew where it was. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Turks and Caicos and I know it's south of there so it must be beautiful and uh, and it was. It was it was all it's cracked up to be. We didn't go to the vacation spots. Savvy didn't see Punta Cana. We, didn't, we weren't near there, but but still, the country's beautiful.
1: Okay, Aaron. So the Dominican Republic is kind of best-kept secret. <laughs> what do people usually know about the Dominican Republic before they come and serve alongside you in the DR?
2: They usually know it for the resorts. Dr. Butterfield mentioned Punta Cana. It's a big honeymoon destination. You have a cruise port, so a lot of people have been here on cruise. Maybe baseball. There's a lot of a lot of major league baseball players from the Dominican. I feel like every time I'm listening to the Cardinals game, maybe it's maybe it's just because I'm more in, attuned to it now, but they always are talking about a baseball player from the Dominican. Are, <laughs> yeah, possibly
5: Albert Pujols there. is maybe the most famous one.
2: Yeah.
1: Erin, mm-hmm. what did you want students to learn or experience while they were visiting the Dominican Republic?
2: So I. So when I was in high school, high school Spanish, I got to go on a trip. We went over spring break and we went to Spain and we spent the whole week essentially sightseeing. It was with a a secular tour company. And so I was really, really excited to kind of replicate that experience, but also add in a component of what is your church doing internationally and maybe give them a chance to see how. They could go from sitting in a high school Spanish class to understanding that, oh, this language is something that I can really use. It's a marketable skill, number one, and it's something that I can use to share my faith with other people and maybe give them a glimpse into a potential future vocational opportunity.
0: Dr. Butterfield, going as the principal and as one of the adults on this trip, what were some of the objectives that you were hoping for the students to kind of gain as they were on this trip?
5: Yeah, that's a good question. So two Spanish teachers and I went with 10 of our students. You know, it was somewhat selfish for me, a similar reason that I wanted the kids to go, that, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to see... You know, just how big our church body is. I had no idea. I had no idea, Aaron. I knew you were there. I had no idea what you do there. I had no idea about the the seminary and the reach that the LCMS has in the country and beyond. And so for our kids to see that the world's a lot bigger than St. Louis and, you know, and even of the United States, for for me, was a big goal. And to see that God's creation is all over the world and, and that we have brothers and sisters around the globe is you know, just a neat thing for kids to actually be able to experience. And because these kids have the background in Spanish, they, Savvy and Aiden, I mean, they fit right in. They were having conversations, especially with the, with the children, but also the seminarians. In fact, even this morning, Savvy already has two messages from two of the seminarians. They're still in contact with each other. And so their friendships that these guys created was, was invaluable
0: yeah making those connections is really great, especially when you're able to learn the language and be able to communicate with people in in their own language that's that's a very important thing. So we have varying levels of knowledge of the Dominican Republic before <laughs> you went. so what were some of the preparations that you got to do, things that you learned about the Dominican before you took the trip Aiden
4: I mean really just a lot of Spanish just to get a <laughs> sense of the community there,
3: mm-hmm. learn
4: about their lives there
0: Savannah
3: yeah i agree with aiden it was a lot of like just learning like the basics of spanish right before he went and like the conversations that we would be having but also like skyping with Erin was really valuable because she kind of made it easy like to transition from getting there and getting into the sim and just kind of opening our eyes to what we would be doing and what we would be experiencing so
1: Tell us about getting on the ground there. All right, landing, first day. What are some of the first things you did? Oh, boy, there's yeah. a story there's there. Story I out. can see that.
5: Yeah, well, that yeah. that quick story is our flight ended up getting us there at, what, 6 or 7 in the morning. We were delayed in Newark forever and ever Twelve and ever. So it was an all-night trip. So Aaron picked us up, and we went to church within 10 minutes, I think. So on a Sunday morning is when we arrived. So that first day, I think we smiled because that was sort of a uh, it was, uh, I hardly even remember the first day. I don't You know, either. it just flew by and it was only 10 o'clock in the morning and we were ready to go to bed, I think. So <laughs> even though it's only, what is it, only an hour ahead, I believe, the time change is not significant. But when you fly all night and can't sleep, that, that made the first day difficult. But uh, but yeah, talk about what it was like getting there and being on the ground. It was different than the United States.
1: <laughs> so you went to church? So was this the first time going to a service in Spanish?
3: Yes, it was very difficult. We got there, and, like, you know that you're going to go to the Dominican Republic and you're going to hear Spanish, but you don't realize that you're going to, like, hear the conversations because they're so much better at Spanish than I am. And so, like, they're talking super fast at church, and I'm just trying to pick out little pieces that I know and try and kind of weave together, like, what I think they're talking about and hope that I'm along the lines of what they're saying.
4: I've been to church in Spanish before, and I'm not the best at understanding any of it. It's... Difficult.
5: But, but the beauty was that, you know, the liturgy was, was common to us. You know, yes. we understood yeah. the liturgy, and so we could follow along that way.
3: And they had the hymnals, um, too, that right. we got. We could yeah. see the words, too. So it was yeah. easier to go back and look at that. Mm-hmm.
0: What was that like from that point? Where, where, where did your travels take you after you went to church on Sunday and kind of settling in maybe the, the first time? few hours or a blur but what what was the the trip like after that from that point savannah
3: well i feel like after church a lot a lot of us took a a long nap to kind of regroup (laughs) that's appropriate for a sunday yeah so some of the boys like aiden and logan and my dad they all went straight outside none of them slept which all the girls were like come on guys like we just (laughs) like we barely slept on the past day but they got to go out and play baseball with some of the kids in the community like right away And that was kind of like the first part of the trip that really put us in the middle of the community and kind of built the relationships. And it just kind of grew from that morning and that game of baseball on. Yeah, Aiden, what was that like for you?
4: Yeah, we immediately knew that we wanted to go out into the community and just (laughs) like diversify ourselves and like play with all the kids that were there. And it was just so
1: fun the entire time. And, you know, there are chances, as Aaron pointed out earlier, you might have been playing with future MLB players. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Who originated in the Dominican Republic. So tell us more about the the people you met while you were serving the Dominican. You met kids in the neighborhood, got to play baseball with them. You met students at the seminary. Tell us about your time at the seminary. What did you learn about the seminary in the Dominican Republic? Go
5: ahead. <laughs> we stayed We stayed at the seminary. Uh, Yeah, we we had two bunk rooms, girls in one and boys in the other. And so they were fine accommodations. Bathrooms were fine and, you know, the shower was fine and so forth. So the the lodging Mm -hmm. was good. Aaron Aaron brought in some good meals for us and Uh we all took turns eating with each other or cooking for each other too.
2: And cleaning. And
5: cleaning, (laughs) that's true. But but the, as far as the seminary is concerned you know we they're in transition with their leader and we got to meet both the outgoing and incoming leader mm-hmm. but but the seminary the the people who attend the seminary just have the biggest hearts they just want to they just want to spend their life reaching people for the gospel so it was it was so neat to 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 meet them and see what they do in a totally different language than what we do but it's the same work yeah. and so the passion was was just you know it was it was contagious
1: and we're going to learn more about the ways that you were given to serve while you were there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned food. And of course, since you opened <laughs> that door, I, I have to learn a little bit more about mm-hmm. this. And Erin, having a group like this, I know hospitality is something that that you have a part in as well when welcoming a group like this. What are the foods that you want them to experience when visiting <laughs> the Dominican Republic?
2: I, I try to give them a taste of some some typical things. I. I keep I keep two kind of guiding principles in mind. Number 1, I don't want them to eat chicken and rice every single day. Mm-hmm. Our national dish here is chicken and rice and beans, and it sounds kind of boring, but honestly, Dominicans know how to get a lot of flavor into chicken and rice and beans. So, I'm sure that they had chicken and rice and beans at least once, but I try not to feed groups that every day. And then the other the other guiding principle is that I try to make sure that there are some fruits and vegetables involved at some point along the way because the Dominican diet is not not really strong on fruits and vegetables. But other than that, I want them to try some some typical dishes, maybe some things that they have never had before. We do a lot of plantains here. I don't know how easy those are to come by in the U.S., but they these guys got to try tostones, which are really common here. It's smashed twice fried plantains, lots of our tropical fruits, pineapple, papaya, guanabana. That one is soursop in English. Mango, it was mango season, like just kind of at the beginning of mango season when they were here. So mangoes all over the place. So I try to give them a good, a good taste of some typical dishes. I did not, I think I would do this for a future, a future high school Spanish team. I did not make them or, or give them the opportunity to try chivo, which is goat. Also very common mm-hmm. here. And delicious. I love Chivo kibo Give me a good chivo guisalo anything. We'll I can kind to do that for a future high school team though. And not and tell them what it was after they hit and loved it.
1: <laughs> we are going to learn more about the team from Lutheran High School South that recently visited the Dominican Republic. You are listening to the coffee hour. I'm Eddie Bates.
0: I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs>
1: No, <laughs> no. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
0: I'm Sarah Golseth.
1: Today, we're talking with a team of students from Lutheran High School South here in St. Louis who recently visited the Dominican Republic and learning about their experience. Now, we we talked a little bit about getting there, landing on the ground, not much sleep, making it to church in Spanish, and Mm -hmm. then meeting some of the people and your accommodations there, and of course, the food. Now, let's talk about serving and learning while you were in the Dominican Republic. What were some of the ways that you were given to serve While you were there in the DR, what were some of the projects or assignments you were given? I mean,
4: first of all, we painted parts of the seminary, which, I mean, that just comes with mission work. And I guess just like putting ourselves in the community and just like sharing Christ's word with everyone there.
3: Mm -hmm. Savannah? Yeah, we painted for a few hours that day. But while everyone was painting, my dad and I and one other girl, we actually went down to the school. So we got a nice little break. And we got to go out to recess with all these little kids and like got to play with them. And they all speak Spanish. And so you had to interact with them. It was just different. You had to find ways because sometimes you wouldn't be able, able to understand them and they wouldn't be able to understand you. So you you had to use like hand motions and just kind of show them what you, what you wanted to do. I thought that was really valuable for everyone on our team that eventually got to do it also because just seeing how... Like God works through you, even though you can't speak the same language. It was just something that I've never gotten to experience and something that will stay with me forever.
0: What are some other things that you learned from doing the the painting and meeting the kids, going out into the community? What are some of the things that that you learned in this experience, Savannah?
3: That's tough because I feel like I learned so many things (laughs) from them. I think they definitely taught me more than I taught them, but... I think just the main thing is what I was just saying before is just Mm -hmm. being able to connect because like I miss them every day like I already want to go back and just be just thinking like that and knowing that I didn't understand every word that came out of their mouth and vice versa and it was just something that was so cool that not everyone gets to experience but everyone should be able to and just seeing how God works through everyone and just seeing like the different kinds of people in a different world and a different culture outside of the U.S. Aiden, what are some of the things that you learned?
4: Definitely communication was a big one, but also just, like, working with kids in general. I feel like I, had, I have more experience now that I worked with, like, kids that were, like, 10 and younger,
1: and it was so fun the entire time, too. Dr. Butterfield, since you're in high school still— <laughs> What were some of the things you learned on this trip as well as a lifelong student, but also alongside your students?
5: I think our our kids didn't say this, but I think they would agree with me that we all learned this, excuse me, even as an adult. And I give credit to Aaron for encouraging us and our two Spanish teachers who went to that first day. We didn't actually play baseball right away. The four of us adults went into the community and walked the streets and talked to the neighbors and you know, watched baseball practice and sort of just became part of the community. And so, I mean, frankly, it gave me gumption to tell the boys like, hey, let's go play baseball with the kids. And the girls saw that happen. And so, you know, then they went to play recess, you know, at school the next day. And so just jumping in and doing it when you don't know exactly what's going to happen next or what am I going to say or what are we going to do? Just jumping in because when you, you're you there for the right reason, you know, God brought us there. He had a plan for us. We had no idea what that was. But just jump in and, and see where it leads. And so, you know, I don't think Aaron's had a group like us before, at least the the age of our high schoolers. And and because we just jumped into the community, they just they just immersed themselves in it and made those strong relationships and, and connections. And so just by being there, I think, was supporting the school that's on the seminary campus. And just by painting, you're right, for a few hours. Well, some of the kids painted a little more than others, obviously. You know, just by playing with the kids and me talking with their head of school at the elementary school and to, you know, visit this the seminary homes and, and eat the meal they prepared for us. And, you know, just to support the work they're doing, I think, was really encouraging for them that we would take time to go do that. And so, Samantha's right, though. They did more for us than we did for them, for sure.
1: How did this trip shape your experience of missionaries and the work that they're given to do. How do you look at missionaries now compared to what you thought about missionaries before this trip? Savannah, you're nodding your head.
3: Yeah, well, before, I don't know if Aiden thought like this, but I was young and like missionaries, you just kind of think, oh yeah, they're just going to go like spread God's word and in, in other places, like in other countries, but you don't realize how much they do for a community and the people there until you're actually in in that scenario and so for me it was really cool to see erin to see what all she did and how she kind of we had a schedule but she called it dominican time that you don't follow the the schedule at all and she made a good point (laughs) then the trip that that god used like those that god used it in ways because we didn't need a schedule to share god's word and stuff and just to have her as an example to us was very valuable because if she wasn't there, then we wouldn't have been able to do some of the stuff that we did and learn about their culture. But also seeing Kevin, who was a a seminarian, just the hospitality that they have (laughs) is something that you don't get to see a lot. And it just teaches you so many lessons about how you can be, just have like those traits of missionaries and how you don't have to be a missionary in a different country to to share God's love, you can bring bits and pieces of them to other people around you. Aiden?
4: I definitely thought the same way Savvy did with (laughs) how they just, they're just kind of in other countries and just doing God's work. But they're so interconnected in communities, I feel like, that they just like know everyone by name, especially Aaron, knew everyone by name, I feel like, knew all the kids, the adults, just everyone, and it it was so cool.
0: Has this experience impacted your future plans at all? Has this planted any seeds of things that, that you guys might want to do in the future, Aiden?
4: Missionary work could definitely work for me. I could definitely see myself doing that in the future. It'd
5: be fantastic, Aiden. There you go. I told you in public. Hey. That'd be awesome. <laughs>
0: Mark yes.
3: that down.
5: Yeah.
3: Savannah, what about you? Yeah, so I always wanted to travel the world, like that was like a big dream, and like going to like Paris and all these places. But this trip kind of changed that like viewpoint for me because you don't always have to go to like the I- the Eiffel Tower and those kind of places. You can go to like the Dominican Republic and just be in a in a small community in the outskirts of town and just really fully immerse yourself into the people there. And I just love the people. Like I miss them every day, and I'm still connected with. Some of the adults from there and yeah.
1: Erin, what was it like for you having students from your alma mater visiting <laughs> it, you in the field? It was
3: so wonderful.
2: You know, we we got to, it helped me reminisce about great memories from high school. I loved high school. I don't think anyone that's currently teaching there actually had me in the classroom, but there's a couple of familiar names still there. And, you know, it was just so fun to talk to them about like, oh, do you guys still do this or really? You do that now? You don't do that now? <laughs> I'm just going to talk about what was the same and what was different. And then, you know, even outside of the the high school building, it's wonderful to have people from St. Louis there. We could talk about all the great things, all the great things about St. Louis and the different churches that they came from and everything. So it was it was really, really uplifting. I was thankful for the opportunity to to host a team of high schoolers and then to have it be my alma mater was just such an honor.
1: What do you see? Do you see potential future opportunities for high school students as well? What what kinds of experiences can students, whether they're in a, a Spanish language class or or other classes or other high school programs? What could they gain from a, an experience like this?
2: I would absolutely love to do it again and, and welcome them back. And I mean, it's it's so many things. It's taking that what they're learning in, in the example of Spanish students. I think that is a, a perfect fit. It's taking the history and the culture that they're learning about in their textbooks and making it real and making it come to life. And they get to actually walk these places and see them and visit them. And then it's also giving them the opportunity to practice their language skills. Just, you know, playing baseball or basketball or volleyball. We did a lot of sports on this trip. Just playing with with kids and teams, getting the opportunity to practice their language as well as listening in worship and picking out those Familiar words that they might recognize, uh, ordering off of a menu and practicing mm-hmm. some of those practical skills. But then also seeing how, how us as LCMS missionaries, how we as LCMS missionaries are, are using the gospel to serve or are using the language, excuse me, to serve cross culturally. It's, it's really such a key to crossing cultures effectively in a ministry context. And so it kind of helped, would help them see how what they're learning in the classroom could be something that they use in a, in a future career and in a future church work career.
0: How can people arrange a trip like this? Hopefully lots of people are inspired to do something like this. So how can people arrange a trip like this, contact you, all of these things about serving internationally?
2: Yeah, the best place to start is actually on our synodical website, lcms.org slash serve now. Is all opportunities to serve with the LCMS for any length of time globally. And people can also contact me directly about serving in Latin America. All of the the missionaries' email is really simple. It's just firstname.lastname at lcms.org. So in my case, it's Mackenzie at lcms.org. And I'd be happy to, to help see if there's something in our region that might be a good fit.
1: Well, Erin, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We know you have another group that you're serving with you need to get back to, and hopefully they'll get to experience all that delicious food that you were just talking about earlier. Thank you so much, Erin, for joining us today.
2: No problem. It's a pleasure to be here, always.
1: Dr. Jonathan Butterfield, Head of School, Lutheran High School South, thank you so much.
5: You're welcome. My
3: pleasure.
1: And Savannah Butterfield, thank you. Of
3: course. Thanks for having us. And
1: Aiden Toner, thank you. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
0: I'm Sarah Golseth.